0: And welcome to another edition of Serious Sit Down, World Football Index's podcast where you get your calcio to go. I'm Frank Crivello. He's Richard Carmen. Ciao, Richard.
1: Ciao, Frank. How are we doing on this Sunday evening? A lot of calcio, good calcio this weekend, Michael. A lot of
0: of damn good calcio. Man, they keep us entertained. The midweek was bizarre. Um, we can touch on that a little bit, but man, 30, 32 goals in eight games uh, with 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 two to go. Yeah, uh, what a time to be alive and what a time to be a, a supporter of the Kel Show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know these days. So, and I mean, I mean, and, and, and some quality goals, man. I don't know. I, I this uh, this goals of the week when we get to it is going to be uh, going to be kind of fun to see. I think we're going to have totally different we normally do have totally different top yeah. fives but we better have different top fives this time um, <laughs> because there's so many good ones to choose from um so uh so there's that there's you know a new leader at the top of the table uh, it's 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 these guys <laughs> so um you know you've got inter making a statement Napoli are they now getting into the business side of the schedule and finding hey this might not be so easy uh you know Atalanta uh, being a thing uh, while still trying to navigate their group play. Roma, the blue might be off the rose with Mourinho. We'll talk about that. Mm. Uh, and uh, here come Juventus just stringing together wins. Even though it's against bottom half competition, they're getting the three points that they're supposed to on each occasion and trying to... Give themselves some kind of an opportunity for top four. It is it is crazy. And then you look at the bottom of the table. There is so much going on down there too. Um, Salernitana seems to be sub- solidifying them solidifying themselves as the worst team in this league. Uh, Cagliari continues to underachieve. They have a chance uh, to at least move up a place with a win tomorrow. Yep. Um, and Genoa just can't score under Andrei Shevchenko uh so it's all going on down there uh spezia just uncomfortably uh safe as well as venezia so i mean it's 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 all coming to boil now here uh you're now you're 16 games in we're almost halfway through we're gonna have a uh you know a, a squad that if and we're gonna have a crap on a cracker team coming around the corner um this is where it gets fun
1: yeah, it's uh, it's really starting to take shape as well to uh, at least the top four is right. The top four is really starting to separate themselves from the rest. Um, the rest of the group is really mixed in there to really tight. And then, like you said, the bottom the bottom of the table, it's 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 tough in there. You, know, you got three guys, three teams that are really in the bottom three, but there's other teams, other players just around there. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot to be playing for still a long way to go. But uh, we're starting to see things shape up. And, um, yeah, the storylines is every weekend. Uh, keep producing themselves, whether it's on the pitch
0: or off the pitch. So Agreed. Agreed. So it's uh, it's getting more and more exciting. Uh, you know, certainly can't wait to continue to to deep dive into all of this. But, um, uh, you know, a, a quick note on the midweek. Uh, obviously, the Lazio at an AZ game. Um, I can't tell if that was Unreal. quality football. or you know, if you, <laughs> I'm going to be quoting Lisi a couple times here today. Uh, from some of his tweets, but I don't know if that was quality football or if that was just awful, awful football. It, it, yeah. It, you know, the, where the teams were uh, just, where the defending was just so poor and the goals were coming so easy. Uh. Um, you had, uh, you know, Milan making, you know, coming away winning. Sassuolo, suddenly that Milan losing to Sassuolo is not so bad if they're able to nick a point against Napoli. Some interesting refereeing decisions there. I'll give it to you. Midweek action. What were your takeaways?
1: I mean, crazy. It's just been craziness all, all the way around. And I think uh, that Udinese-Lazio game just topped everything. I mean, just like you thought you knew it was gonna, what was going to go on there. And it seemed like Lazio were going to save face and get a win at the end of the game. And all of a sudden, Udinese scores late. And you're like, what is going on? It was just a crazy week, midweek. Yep. And I couldn't wait for the mid, for the weekend games because you knew that some big matches were placed right? Obviously, the big games Roma, on my Inter uh, and Atalanta Napoli. Plus, you had two derbies you had to talk about, right? Bologna, Fiorentina, and then the, Ven- and the Ven- uh, Venetian derby with Venezia and um, Verona. So, yeah, lots of big games this weekend, and uh, I was curious to see how how it would pale out after those results in the midweek. Would anybody bounce back? Would, uh, you know, what would happen to Lazio after that that draw? What happened? To, what happened to uh, Napoli after that draw? So, yeah, we uh, some things uh, popped up and lots of goals, like you mentioned. Uh, goals of the week are gonna be fun.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um. Well, I, I I I again don't have any goals of the week from the midweek. All of mine came from this weekend. So I agree. Um yeah. I so uh, cool. but um but I but like I said, I think our goals of the week are gonna be completely different. Um, you know, now Paramount Plus is starting to do a, a top five. Uh do you see that like in the halftime of the games they, yeah, they, they're not as
1: good as ours, but you know, it's good. Yeah, I'm glad they're doing it. I'm glad they're doing well, it. Well,
0: we present it better than they do. So I mean that's <laughs> our videos no, are better than theirs. <laughs> what's it what, what was that again? I said our videos are better than theirs. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I probably well, you know, they they can put more. I mean, relative to how much money is being put into it, fair okay, enough. Okay, we're we're far more efficient. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. So let's fair enough. <laughs> let's, we could probably we could probably have it run that way. So, um, once again, I mean the 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 serious scheduling guys are doing a brilliant job because we seem to you know there are sometimes we do match weeks and we'll just whip through the games and just kind of talk about them as a whole, but it seems like every week we're getting two. At least quality games or one to two every time, and once again, here on match week 16, uh, we had a two marquee games, they took place on December 4th. Uh, and we'll start with Roma and Inter, Richard. Um, Roma under Mourinho, okay, midweek defeat at Bologna. Bologna finally figured out how to defend a little bit, um, you know, at least in that game uh Roma struggled to put chances away you know how would they respond at home against an inter team that has been in very good form uh would Mourinho have an answer would he park the bus would he be able to hit you know play his style of football and be successful you know and 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 catch inter by surprise here uh Simone and Sagi a team that's that's growing more and more confident under his tactics and and getting better and better so this was going to be fascinating uh, let's go with the lineups. Mourinho um, went with Patricio in goal, uh, the back three of Mancini, Smalling, and Cumbulla. Um He goes for Cristante to play in front of that back three uh, with Ibanez as a wing back and Vinha on the left-hand side, uh, Mkhitaryan and Veratu in the uh, middle. Zaniolo and Eldor getting the, getting the uh, starts up front. And uh, you had Abraham suspended. You had Karsdorp suspended, um, and you had Pellegrini out. So this kind of hamstrung Jose Mourinho. So he goes for a a player of Abanyes' uh, defensive qualities as the right wing back to perhaps deal with the threat of Perisic working down the left hand side. Um, Perisic was okay in this game, but let's talk about this lineup. I mean, it's a definitely a creative way to go go about doing things when you've got Inter coming to town.
1: Yeah, like you mentioned they were kind of a bit hamstrung with the uh Cars rope uh and Abraham omissions uh because of, you know, suspension. So, yeah, I mean, it's good to see El Eldor back in the starting lineup and you know, it's always curious to see how you do at, re- you know, I'd rather see him alongside Tammy Abraham, but you know, you can you can do what you got to do, right? And uh, so it was an interesting lineup I thought um, you know, going with, with a, knowing what kind of offense Inter put out. I'll go both the back three and hoping that, you know, both Ivanez and Vinho will help out defensively in theory makes sense. But as we saw in this game, that really didn't pan out. Uh, but, you know, going, to the, going into the game, I thought this was an interesting. I mean, it's for what Mourinho had at his disposal, it's probably as best as you could do. I'd probably want to – if it was me, I'd probably want to have Diahuato over Cresante, But, you know, Cristante, I agree. Is, is better in the midfield. So, at least he wasn't playing defense. So.
0: Yep. I – I, I agree with that assessment. At least a guy that can cover a little bit more ground than Brian Cristante. Um, I, I think that the um, forward pairing. Okay, fine. Um, apparently, Jose does, just hates Borja Mayoral. Uh and you know, a player that was actually getting a lot of confidence under uh, uh, Fonseca in the previous regime. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and had a nice little understanding with Mkhitaryan, especially in counterattacking situations, but. You know, Eldor's the shiny new toy. They paid for him. They have to use him. Kind of a really you know shitty way to approach things. But my my opinion was, I, I just you know that's just one of those things. And Eldor is kind of getting a cult following, like we talked about with Roma fans. Um, but that's not why you start him. I mean, it, it, this is this is the guy that Jose clearly trusts at this point. Um, it didn't work out in this particular game. Um, Shomurodov had one good scoring chance um, and wasted it. Uh, so um, so it didn't work. I mean, at some point, free Borja Mayeral, right? I mean, and, and yeah, you know, makes, maybe in January, I, I'm i a Milan fan. I would not mind bringing him in as a rotation guy up front if Jose's not going to use him. Giroud's done. Um, Zlatan's only going to be able to play ever so often. Uh, and Pelegri just got hurt. So yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, Roma. If you're not going to use them, we'll take them. Trying to
1: unmute myself here. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree with you there. I mean, if there's some way that he could find to play the three of them somehow, or I, I, at minimum, I want to see two of them at, to play at the same time. But Jose, you know, Jose is going to do his system. Not going are going to you know divert from that. And really, they're kind of full of the midfield too. So you you know, if you put an extra forward in there, you're going to take away from the midfield and. You know, Josie likes to control the games with the midfield there. So you know, taking away from that, from that, it's gonna not, it's not gonna really lean towards what Mourinho likes to do. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be always gonna be hard, like you said. So yeah, you, know, you know, it's probably best for Mayoral to move on from Roma barring any injuries here between now and and and, and the mid in the midway point, the Christmas break. So you know, if there's no if there's no injuries here and Roma, you know, Roma good with Tammy and, and Eldor, Aldor, Mayoral maybe should move on. You know, to a team that probably could use them. Because uh, he certainly was getting the goals in last year. Yes, it was it was good to have with Meccatani, but maybe you can find a team that can use his uh, his services. You know, it, uh, I know Juventus fans are always clamoring for uh, another striker because they don't like Morata um, for whatever reason. Maybe he can go there. Who knows? But uh, yeah, Miroli needs to find somewhere else to go. Maybe
0: Inter go with you know Handanovic in goal, back three of D'Ambrosio, Skriniar, Bastoni. Uh, Dumfries gets the start at the uh, right wing back. Ivan Perisic on the left. Uh, Borello returns to the lineup. Um, uh, Bobby Gags played in his place at midweek, scored a goal too. Um, Bobby Gags, so uh, Brozovic and Chalinolu also in that midfield and up front, Joaquin Correa and Aiden Jekko. Uh, so they gave Lotaro a little bit of a rest. And I think that there's some Operation Champions League, you know, might have had to do with that a little bit. Um, with the uh, game coming up with Real Madrid here at midweek um But also uh Dumfries over Darmian, um, which turned out to be okay. I don't think Darmian was available, was he? Nope. He was uh, I
1: don't. Yeah, I don't think he was.
0: But injured. Uh, He's injured. Yep.
1: Going into this season, I would always pick Dumfries over over Darmian. Uh, Darmian is having a renaissance of a season, no doubt about it. He's playing very well. But you know, seeing Dumfries out there, I'm I'm you know I'm not an Inter fan by any stretch. Believe me, but um seeing him out there finally getting a start and i was happy to see him out there see him get his chance to uh really uh gain the confidence of his manager and i think he did well for himself today he was he was excellent and scored a great goal in this game um but the lineup was fairly strong i thought uh i was you know i wasn't surprised to see martinez getting the the rest for champions league and see him playing a lot yeah oh yeah walking korea he's more than capable of playing the role here so Um, you knew Jekyll is going to be fired up for this game being that his, his former team, um, and, and Paris has been playing very well as of lately. And Bastoni's have come, has come on as of late as well. So it's a fairly strong lineup overall. And, um, yeah, I I thought this was going to be
0: based up, based on the lineup's advantage insert just, just by looking at it on paper. Yep. All the goals happened in the first half. Um, and, uh, you know, for as detail-oriented, for as tactically rigid as Jose Mourinho is, you would think that they would have somebody covering the near post on corners, uh, and they didn't. And Hakan lose corner in the uh, 15th minute uh, curves directly in. Um, it ends up nutmegging Rui Patricio, actually, so it kind of made it, you know, and I think that just kind of set the tone for the game, you know, at that point. But, um, you know, a little bit of a lack of detail from Roma there uh, you know, but a, a nice goal by Chalinolo.
1: Yeah. If uh, that doesn't make uncle Sharma's nutmeg of the week, I don't know what does. Um, yeah. You know, really Zagnolo was there at the near post. It went over his head. He could have done better. Maybe been closer to the, to the post there, but I agree, you know, why don't you have someone marking the post and, and you know, maybe Chalinolo saw that Rui Patricio was really pushed out of the net. So maybe took a chance or maybe it was a mistake. Who knows? But it was a goal nonetheless. Uh, and you know, so usually a, a, a manager like Jose Mourinho, so detail oriented, like we, we talked about, wasn't so much on this play, and it, and it hurt them dearly. Inter made them pay on that, and uh, a quick lead. You know, we saw in the midweek against Bologna. I think Anthony brings a good point, you know, when they couldn't handle Bologna in the midweek, and Inter were doing very much the same thing uh, in this game. And, you know, when it got down right away, it just seemed like, uh oh, damn, on the going to break. Yep. And
0: it sure did. Yep. Um, Nine minutes later, Aiden Jekyll. A nice little team goal here by Inter. I mean, and I mean, this was I mean, they they carved Roma apart. Uh, they carved this lineup apart. I mean, <laughs> clearly, you know, clearly Abanez couldn't give anything on that side. That didn't work out. The back three was absorbing a ton of pressure. Jekylko's there to finish. Doesn't celebrate against his former team. 2 0 to Inter uh there on 24 minutes. Um again, Hakan Chalinolu on the assist, but again, wonderful team goal by Inter and big big problems for roma um you know at that point but uh, uh you know that i the three points were pretty much wrapped up then i mean roma <laughs> i honestly felt roma didn't put up a fight in this game they you didn't. know i think they looked at this like this isn't even our team we're just going to go out there we're going to play 90 minutes we're going to just you know and we're just going to we're going to it's almost as if they punted this game you know it, you know, it just it, I just I got that feeling at least. I mean, when you watch the second half, that, that's clearly what you're seeing. You know, yeah. you kind of, you know, to me, it's you see a team that's kind of, I'm not going to say that they quit on Mourinho. I think they just quit on this particular game and say, we're getting nothing out of this. Let's just work our way, let's just manage our way through it and we'll be out of here. So, yeah, I um, think it's two different
1: two different approaches between Roma and Napoli, two teams who were depleted. By their starting 11s, yet they took different approaches to the games, right? One at mm-hmm. one, like you mentioned, Roma looked like they just threw the talent and then Napoli will get to put a little bit more fight into it. So yeah, yeah uh, Roma basically threw the towel in right away. And uh, that team goal, uh, Syria, the Syria YouTube page, they put out a video of it. I think it was like 14 touches before you know in a row by Inter players before they scored that goal. It was just a wonderful yeah. team goal overall. Um, yeah. And Jekyll classy finish, classy not to celebrate. Uh, yeah, very good. And two nothing. I mean, just. Oof demoralizing if you're Roma
0: yep I uh, know we've got Dumfries in the 39th minute uh, also a goal of the week candidate but just because of the ball by Bastoni this might be the assist of the season wow um, I mean that ball just the, the he's a center back that's a center back playing <laughs> that ball I mean and it's it's curving it's completely behind the Roma back three and it finds Dumfries head I mean uh, that's one of the best, that's one of the best assists I've seen in quite some time. Dumfries yeah. finishes it off three nil to enter game set match. And there was still another 51 minutes to play.
1: Yeah. I mean that, that assist by Bustoni was ridiculous and he's coming on as of late the last month or so he's been really hot. And, you know, I remember all his interdict, not all of them, a good number of them were saying, Oh, Bustoni isn't even that good. He's, you know, he's not even good enough to be in the national, team." How do you feel now? He's a good mm. player. We've been saying it for a long time. And just he's he's so versatile. Not only is he good as a center back, he can play the wing back position. He can do wonderful passes. He can spread the ball around the field. He's just a good player. And then Dumfries, I mean, the pass is great, but you know, the pass wouldn't be great if if he didn't finish it off. And and Dumfries did really well to get a diving header in there for the goal. Happy for him as well. Um, but yeah, it just uh interclinical in this one. And they only needed forty five minutes, fifty one minutes, I guess, really, if you want, if you want to wanna say it. Uh, to put this game to rest and at that point you knew there's no chance that Roma were going to get back to this game. I mean, if anything else Inter took it took the gas pedal, you know, let the let the foot off the pedal there because they could have probably scored more goals in this game. They kind of just took it easy the rest of the way. No injuries, you know. You got to give it to Inzaghi though. Uh, his I wasn't sure how Inzaghi would do it with a new team, and so far he's above my expectation. He's doing very very well. The team is adapting very well to his tactics which is not too different from what, you know, Conte was. Um, obviously, with slight differences and nuances, but, you know, impressive Inter. Impressive.
0: Yeah. Complete blitzing in the first half. Um, and then complete maintenance in the second half. It was just uh, – it was a weird game. I mean, and a lot of this was just <clears throat> Roma just – Roma quit on the game. And so Inter just said, fine, we'll we'll coast as well and we'll take these three points and then we'll get on with it. So, um I did the comment I made about Mourinho earlier here in the podcast. The the bloom is now officially off the rose. If it hadn't been previously, it is now. Um, He has the same problems that every other manager at Roma has. They can't win big games against the bigger teams in this league. Um, You know, Although are we being are we being harsh because in this case he didn't have his maybe we're not being harsh because okay he didn't have his best available team for this game um, but he's had it he had it for Milan um, he had it for some of the other games against the the so called seven sisters yeah. so. I mean, is I, I mean, this is this is full blown mentality at Roma. I think this is not. I mean, I I don't know if even Pep could come in and you know and 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 fix this. You know, it just seems like there's this there's this stigma that Roma can just not get it done. You know, against the bigger teams in this. League. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, I mean, we we keep. I mean, we are we are beating this dead horse every single season with Roma. <laughs> this is true. This is true, and I think we both picked Roma not to do that well this season. Many people saw. I had him, nice. fourth. I had him fourth. I actually was convinced that oh, well, I, you know I Mourinho. I, uh, <laughs> I thought that I thought that Mourinho would put these guys into a system; they would believe in it, and that they would, you know, you know, maybe play with more of a spine, especially in bigger games. And there's been moments where that's turned up, but no, it's 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 same old Roma. It's
1: yeah, and I think what I what I saw what what I what I felt going into the season between both he and Sadi is that I think they'll be able to turn their teams around to the way they want to play. However, I think it's, the adaptation period is going to be longer for those two managers as opposed to anybody else because, um, especially with Sadi with his Sarri ball, but you know with Mourinho especially, he wants to be so disciplined and he wants to change the team completely, almost completely from how they were in terms of loosey goosey defense and not really attacking. He wanted to, he wanted to, mold the team and to mold the team to your to your liking it's going to take some time and you got to bring your sure. pieces in they brought some pieces in right obviously uh during the summer but it's going to take some time i think it's going to take a full season before marino's team really start uh playing much better than what they because right now you said it's a mentality thing we saw this with inter previously where every january they would just choke and now uh, over the last several years but conte helps especially but they they, they shook that mentality uh, and it's going to take Roma a t- some time to shake it as well because those those, those demons keep coming back. And so I, I I'm going to be harsh on Mourinho because he should be doing better and the team should be doing better, especially with yeah. the talent that they have. However, I think he needs at least a full season before we can really truly judge But I think he needs I think he deserves to have a full season unless they crap the bed and they're in there into a relegation fight or some reason. Then maybe you get rid of him. But I I think he should stay get get the opportunity to make the team better. But right now it's pretty rough.
0: Yeah, it is. It's 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 extremely rough. Um back over to Inter. Um they're now a they're now a thing in this title race. Uh and I think we've always thought that they would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um but now they're second um thanks to uh, results going their way over the weekend. Yep. But we look at their Let's look at their upcoming fixtures here. Uh, after the Real Madrid game on Tuesday, uh, they host Cagliari, away to Salernitana, host Inter, away to Bologna. Yeah, host Inter. Um, I'm sorry. They host, <laughs> host Torino. They, they can host themselves. They can host themselves. We can, we can do that. Yeah. All right. So uh, Cagliari, Salernitana away, uh, Torino home, Bologna away over the next four games. I mean – you can't with with Milan and Napoli having to play each other within that. You can't rule out getting to You can't rule out. I'm having all po- kinds of problems today. The damn Yeah, yeah. Damn earplug jack fell out of my mic. You're good. Um, all right. Uh, we could be talking about them being top of the table at Christmas. Yeah. As uh, I'm waiting for that Art Morelli video of Winter
1: Champions comes up. It's perfect actor for Milan now with him. But uh, yeah, no, Inter are they got a prime run coming up ahead of them? I mean, really, of these games coming ahead in in Serie A, Bologna probably going to pose the biggest threat to them. Um, uh, but they should be able to run this run this gauntlet here. Like mean, not even a gauntlet, this 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 schedule here, and they should, you know. They're going to do their stuff. They're going to get all three points from every each of those games. I I believe, Um, you know, it's up to you know Milan and Napoli and and Atalanta to keep pace with them. I think because I I agree, we could look be looking at the winner champions here, and this is a team that um, starting to round out and looking again like the form that they had last year. And so for the rest of these teams in the in the top four, they're going to have to be in the top of their game the rest of the season long, at least for this stretch, because Inter are are serious contenders. Um, I think that. Adaptation period that they had with Inzaghi was very minimal, and now they're back into the swagger of what they were last year. And now they got new pieces, and all those new pieces are almost like taken over for the pieces last year, right? Jekko is picked up for where Lukaku was last year, and then you got Dumfries taking over for Hakimi and Darmian as well. And yeah, it's just everything's going smoothly right at the moment. If they can get a goalkeeper in, in the January window, look out.
0: Uh, well, I, I think they'll they'll continue to give Hondanovich his run. I don't know if they're gonna, oh, they're sure, gonna bring a goalkeeper sure. in in January, but we'll. I, uh, you know, you kind of like the path that they're on, um, and, and I and I, you know, a lot of, you know, people on Calcho Twitter are, are talking about that they are the best team in the country. They just are. They're inside. I I I agree at this point, on their form, the way they're playing, the the various ways that they're winning, um, they're right now the best team in this league. Yep. Okay, they just uh, happen to be second.
1: Yep, so, I don't disagree with that. They and their depth is really is, is pretty good as well right so um yeah I, I think this is a team that's to be reckoned with and they're going to be in that Scudetto hunt till the end yep. um will it stay close that's a, that's a question and i think the top four this year are stronger and uh, pose a better threat to make it a longer longer game as opposed to it, like maybe last year so we'll sure. see uh but yeah Inter, um strong team i mean it taken it, any anybody who gets inserted to the lineup is playing well. Even even Hawkins playing well at the moment. So, um, big ups to Enzaga for what he what he's done to insert so far.
0: Yep, yep, that is for sure. Uh, going on a nice unbeaten run in the league as well. And um, speaking of wh- speaking of which, let's move on to another game that involved a team that's on a nice unbeaten run right now. Uh, and um, We usually are not used to seeing them this high up at the table at this time of the season against a team that had been holding top spot. Big game, Napoli-Atalanta. Take it away.
1: Yeah. Uh, Atalanta, it's a a danger when they're so close to the top of the table at this point of the season. Uh, But, yeah, the game, Napoli hosting Atalanta. This one, big, big game in this one. Uh, Looking at the lineup first for the home team, Napoli. Napoli is a very depleted starting 11. Five starters out of this one. Uh, But in goal, you would have David Ospina, uh, they went with a back four of Di Lorenzo, Rahmani, Juan Jesus uh and the, excuse me they went with a the 3-4-3 three, three. they wanted to match what Atalanta were doing so the back three was Di Lorenzo, Rahmani and Juan Jesus uh they went with the wing backs of Malqui and Mario Rui uh, in the midfield they had Lobotka, Zelensky, and um and the, and then, and then Lozano, Mertens and Elmas to round out the the front three so uh interesting lineup for me I I found it fascinating that they went for a 3-4-3 when that's not their MO. Uh they they've never done a 4-3-3 or a 3-4-3 in recent years and to, to try to match Atalanta in this game I thought was a a bit of a gamble. What were your thoughts on the starting 11
0: and, and the formation? Interesting. Um but uh bold for sure. Um you you know you're talking about um and, and even for Spalletti, who you, you always see 4-3-3 three, three out of him. You, you know, I can't even remember the last time I've seen, I saw a Spalletti team come out playing with three center backs from the start. Um, but I think, you know, this was the system out of necessity. It's nice because what do we – we talk about with some of these other managers. We talk about how, all right, they're going to play their formation no matter what and they're going to put square pegs in round holes, uh, Allegri, um, among others. Uh, where Spalletti adapted, you know, kind of was forced to. uh, But, you know, as we'll talk about, it looked good, you know. And I think it's going to serve Napoli well, uh, you know, as the season goes on, that they have the ability to adapt their formation based on what's available to them to play. So, you know, even if they didn't win today or on Saturday – uh, they discovered something in the process. And sometimes when, you know, you never want to lose a match, but if you can learn something about yourself, something as significant as this, that's big. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, I, I like that they took their chances with it and went for it. Um, you know, and, and and they darn near pulled I mean, that this was, I mean, it's a great game. There's a lot to talk about with this game, but um, took his shot with it. It looked great. Um, and, Napoli don't come away with any points, but they come away knowing that they've got some flexibility to them now that I think is going to serve them well as the season goes on. Uh,
1: a, a telling sign of a team that's actually a Scudetto contender is when when their backs against the wall, players are injured, how do they perform? And they had five starters out of this game, and they, they went toe-to-toe with Atalanta, right? Atalanta are no slouches. Yeah. Uh, and so this lineup, this change of formation, you got to give the team kudos that this team is actually probably stronger you know we weren't sure how they would perform, you know, as, it, as the schedule got tighter here at the end of this first round, and the backups played fairly well in this one, I would say. But uh, so that's the lineup for Napoli looking over at the road team with their bright orange jerseys. Juan Musso and goal, I uh, went with the back three of Toloy, Demarell, and Palomino. Uh, wing backs would be Zappa Costa and Mele. Uh, the two holding midfielders would be Darun and Freuler, as always. Then you up top, you'd have Piscina, Melanovsky, Milanovs- uh, and Zapata. Fairly standard lineup, but you could say that with anybody. They insert in there. You can you could reinsert hot the bore if you wanted, and still be same thing every yeah. different day.
0: Yeah, it's it's your typical Atalanta. I mean, again, we talk about it, Daron and Froilo. That's their best midfield in this setup. Um, you know, Pessina, um gives them some uh, you know a little bit of stretch. Can move can can move around within that yeah. setup. Malinowski's the uh, creator and Zapata is an excellent holdup, uh, target, uh, you know, so it's interesting dynamics. And then you've got Mela and Zapacosta who can come forward, yeah. uh, you know, in the wingback position. So, um, you know, very good, very good lineup. It's standard for Gasparini at this point.
1: It was it, it absolutely. And, uh, what I was gonna be curious to me and I, and I, Normally if this is a a, a normal starting eleven for Napoli. I would I'd be curious to see who would get the, the blind share of the possession. But I think with the lack of um starters in this game for Napoli, I wasn't surprised to see Atalanta hold the majority of the possession. Cause sometimes At- Atalanta like to play on the counterattack, um, especially if it's a team that can outpossess them. But in this game in particular, Gasparini and his men, they kinda outpossessed uh Napoli. Maybe it was maybe it was because of the people who are in the game, but uh, the game was go- started off rocking he- hot and heavy, uh, going back and forth both ways. Uh, but in the seventh minute, Duvan Zapata would set up Malanovsky, a wonderful goal of the week candidate there uh, to give Atalanta their early lead. Uh, and then at that point, you know, I was w- curious to see how Napoli would react. and what we saw from the reaction was Napoli acted re- reacted very, very well. I thought they 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 yeah. they, they held their own with with uh, what you know players that they had at their hand. Um, and it kept going at it. I mean, there were chances going back both both ways. Uh this first half was very, very entertaining. The only thing missing from Napoli it really was a goal. We would finally see one in the 40th minute through Peter Zielinski. Two opportunities. Juan Musa made the first save. Rebound came right back to Peter Zielinski. He puts it away. One-one. And at that point, that's a fantastic result going into halftime with the players that you have in this game, you know, uh versus Atalanta. And they were and and they were in a pretty position, I think, going in the first half. I mean Really, the chances are going both ways. David, you know, Trees merchants was fantastic in this game, I thought. Um, he didn't score the goal, he didn't score the first goal, but he was pivotal in this game. Uh well, we saw Malque, who got his first real action this season. I think they said during the telecast that this he had more he had more minutes in this game than he had the whole season combined. Um mm. and he was doing very well, I thought. And we'll we'll get to what he does here in the second half. But um overall, Mario Ree was was very active. Zelensky obviously is gonna be active the one thing i found interesting with atalanta in the first half frank is that labotka was being targeted by atalanta well it was Melanovsky, the uh, ruin they made it a point that anytime labotka got the ball they would force the pressure on him to force the turnovers and it was working at those times but other than that i thought a fairly even first half with chances both ways what are your thoughts the first half
0: i'm with you on that and it's 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 real simple i mean labotka is not the passer that fabian is um You know, it doesn't have the technique. I mean, Lobotka can be a good ball winner, um, you know, but he can't – when he's pressed, he's forced into certain situations that are uncomfortable for him. So, you know, where Fabian would have handled it probably a lot better. Um, You know, so that was – that was a great call by Gasparini, uh, you know, to approach things that way. Um, You know, so that – that was an interesting. It was an interesting tactic, but it was a good tactic because, you know, are you going to stretch yourself against the? Are you going to stretch yourself in pressure Zielinski in that in those kinds of situations? If you get to get to Labatka, you're going to be able to create some problems, and that's what happened. This first half was excellent. Um, you know, I mean, just chances from both ends. You, you, you. I mean, you went into halftime saying, "Yeah, we. I can't pick a winner here." Um, you know, Napoli had a little more of the ball. Fine, but. Atalanta were ruthless going the other way. Yeah. Um, You know, they just had no... They desperately missed Koulibaly, who would have had the defending and would have had the chops to be able to deal with Zapata. There was just not a single player on that back three, uh, you know, that could deal with his physicality, deal with his hold-up play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a big boy in this one. you uh, You know, and things like that. I mean, it's just like, you know, Giovanni Di Lorenzo, he's a great fullback. He's not a great center back in a back three, (laughs) Um, you know, and then Rahmani is just woefully inconsistent. One, one Jesus is experienced, but, um, can really get caught. So, um, you know, so it's, that was, there was a little danger to that back three. Um, but yeah, I mean, your point about Labotka is a very good one. It was, it was smart for Atalanta to be pressing on him when he had the ball. um, and they were able they were they were able to be create they were able to create chances off of that.
1: Yeah, it was uh it was a smart play. I, I agree with you with uh, my guest bringing it to, to, to pick on Labadka there. Uh, and so Napoli put up a big fight with, you know, with, with so many players missing. I'm I was curious to see if the second half would change those fortunes at all. And really no. The the second half picked up just like the first half ended really and I mentioned Malqui. Malqui pinching up around midfield, does a lovely flick, one-time flick, finds Dries Mertens, who's running down the that fi- down the pitch, defender on him. Uh, you see Elmas running down the left, and I'm like, he needs to square this or it's not going to be a goal. But he put it away. Dries Mertens, of course, is going to put it away. Wonderful finish by him. Uh, two to one at that point, I'm like, what is going on? This is nothing like I predicted because if you tell me Atalanta are going to face a, a depleted Napoli team, the scoreline would be Opposite maybe two one three one at this point, and it's two one Napoli. And I'm like, okay, we got a game here. And I knew at that point Atalanta were gonna turn it up even more. But what a wonderful play by Napoli, not only for the setup that goal, but to take the lead certainly so into the second half. It's it's a gut punch if, if you're Atalanta. Well, I mean, it
0: it shows the ability to expose some of the defensive issues that Atalanta are capable of having from time to time. And they've they've made some strides and they've done a lot better in recent weeks. Uh, we talked about them last week, where they won one nil. Um, yeah, yeah, and and did it in a resourceful way, and it was just like, you know, look at Atalanta and look at how look at how they won this game. You know, we're here; they were pressing, they got caught with a they got caught with a high line. Um, yeah, they did it against Juventus uh, when they won one nil last week. I mean, so much has gone on in the last week. I forget who teams play, like <laughs> just the week it's been before. Unreal. It crazy. it's crazy, yeah. Um, so. Atalanta gets caught playing an awfully high line, um, which, and again, and I think that some of that went with their pressing. But this is where they were, you know, this is this is where Napoli finally were able to break it to an extent, and then be able to flip the ball and, and play Mertens through. So, um, Mertens brings a completely different dynamic from Ossieman. Ossieman's the target, the reference point, and all this other stuff. Mertens runs all over the place and can just pull people apart you know, defensive partnerships that he just pulls apart. Um, And he did here, and he was free on goal, uh, you know, and finished and made it, you know, made it 2-1. So, you know, Spoletti's finding that he has some really, really good problems here. (laughs) So he's got flexibility, and he's got different ways that he can attack. So it's a great goal.
1: No, no, it absolutely was a great goal. Uh, And I was curious that, well – at halftime, Hatabor came in for Zapakosa. I don't know if there was an injury issue or what. Uh, good to see Hatabor back, uh, and also Joseph Illichits would come in shortly after the goal. Uh, he would come off for or come on for uh, Matea Pessina. So you knew that you know Atalanta were serious in this one already. Um, and the play started to get ramping it up with Atalanta getting more and more chances. Uh, but in the 66th minute, it would be a center back to center back.
0: Interesting, Toloi with a wonderful and not pack. on a and not on a set piece, not, not like a where set it's piece. like served yeah. in and headed across one center back heads it across no. the other center back. No, this was a run. leading the
1: line. Demorel's leading the line. <laughs> Toloi makes a great through pass, finds Demarell. I'm like, is going to have to pass somebody, right? He's a start center back. No, he takes a wonderful shot, short side pass, Ospina, goal of goal week Canada there. All of a sudden, two two. You're like, what is this? I mean, he had every right to celebrate. I mean, Demarell has been a uh, I, I mentioned I mentioned Renaissance earlier in the podcast. It's a Renaissance for him as well. I, I mean, obviously coming from Juventus, not wanted there, and obviously you come to Atalanta now. You're you know you're taking Romero's gone, so you have you obviously have a place in the in the team, and he's making he's making dividends with with his opportunities, and he's been playing better defensively. We mentioned this last week against Juventus, played well, and in this game he scores a goal. Uh, wonderful pass by Toloy. You talked about Bostonia assist earlier. This was a good assist as well by Toloy, center back to center back. You rarely see that uh, mm-hmm. on an open play like that. And uh, two, two, uh, Frank, that that goal that was, were you shocked by Demerrell scoring that goal as I was?
0: Classic case of because when Napoli went ahead two, one Atalanta were starting to create a bunch of chances and starting to see a little bit more of the ball than they did in the first half, you know. Classic case of a center back sitting back there and saying, Fuck this. You guys, you guys can't do it. You guys, you guys aren't getting it done. I'm going to get it done. I'm coming forward. <laughs> so, 100%. You know, 100%. I had enough. You know, kind of channeling his inner Kali do to Bali because we see Kulibali yeah. oh, yeah. forward a lot. So,
1: oh, yeah. Screen here will do that also as well uh, yeah. for Inter. So, yeah, no, no, 100%. That's 100% true. Uh, and Inter or the Inter Atalanta were, were smelling blood they continued to put the pressure on after that they had a couple opportunities Ospina coming up big uh he had seemed to have Duván Zapata's number in this game every time Zapata yeah. had that shot on goal he was there to save it uh but the pressure kept mounting on him and in the 71st minute uh Josip Iličić gets an opportunity with the ball comes and in, drives into the box does like a no-look pass slides the two guys right there and one of those guys uh, Rima Froler puts it away no power, just perfectly placed just past the outstretched arms of Ospina three to two. And they're like, okay, it was bound to happen, right? Um, yeah, wonderful play by Joseph Illich, uh, and wonderful play by Atlanta and Rima for scoring that goal. But three two, uh, at that point, uh, you thought the game would maybe be over, but no, Napoli they kind of turned it on the last 10 15 minutes of the game, had their opportunities to tie this game. There were some, there were some suspect moments by Musso, he had to come yeah. up big at the end, uh. Atalanta would hold on, and I would say hold on to that three-two win. Um, but you know, you look at it two ways. Atalanta are now a player in this in this top four, yes. and then Napoli, you got to give them kudos for going toe to toe with Atalanta and nearly getting a point out of this with half your half your roster gone.
0: Yep. <sighs> Can Atalanta figure it out defensively, though? You know, that's going to be the critical question that's going to be asked of them as far as their actual Scudetto credentials. Yeah. And it's, um,
1: I think it's with, with Atalanta, it seems like they're a or B, right? They're either a yep. all out attack or all out defense. They, they can't yep. find that medium when they do look out, but I mean, they're yeah. still good. They're still good, but they can't seem to, they can't seem to marry the two uh, former tactics.
0: Musso is the best goalkeeper they've had. Yes, under Wait. Gasparini. And, and that's not even a debate. It's no. just in, in the numbers look bad because the defending gets all unorganized. Now, the other thing that I'll say is that there are some pitfalls to this system that Gasparini plays. As good as Deron and Freuler are as a partnership in that midfield, um, that's two center midfielders trying to cover a lot of ground. All right? So if you don't have, you know, Piscina or Pasolich... Um, you know, coming back to help provide some cover and trying to congest things a little bit for the opponent. You can get around those guys, all right? They are good tacklers and good defenders. You know, Freuler Freuler finds his way forward, too. I mean, Freuler's a great, probably one of the most underrated box-to-box midfielders in world football. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, but you can outnumber them, and can catch them if Apostolic or Pescina is playing too high, right? So that's where there's some issues. And we saw at the very beginning of the season, and it wasn't because they didn't have, it wasn't Doron and Freuler. I can't remember. It was one of them, and then they had another guy just kind of makeshifting there. Torino constantly got at them and got behind them and exposed the back three, and we're getting chances, and we're unlucky not to get something out of that game. I remember that very vividly. Yeah. Um, so that's where you can get them, you know, but Gasparini is never going to go to throwing in, you know, where, where, where Inzaghi has a three man center midfield and a three, five, two 2 never going to do that. Yeah. You know, he's going to leave one of those guys higher and probably wide and hope that he comes back in and becomes part of the numbers and situations where they're ahead. Yeah. Um, but you know that's that, that that's just the unique thing between these these formations between Inzaghi and and, and Gasparini. So that's where you can get them, um, and that and that could be a detriment to their title hopes, um, especially with teams that have good midfielders that can get behind, that can get in between the lines and create some problems. You know, I'm thinking of Milan and Brahim Diaz. You know, being in that ten role where he can find that space in between those lines, um, you know, Inter when they can kind of push Chalanolu into those spaces, um, you, you know, looking at some of these other, just trying to look offhand at some of these other teams, um, Sassuolo in their four-two-three-one could possibly be another outfit that gives them a little bit of trouble. Sure. Um, so, Lazio. If they can, you know, if they can push Luis Alberto and if they can push Milinkovic Savage into those spaces, um, you know, so there there are teams with quality to exploit all of that, that can ask some questions about Atalanta. And that's the one thing that I look at when, when I see when they're giving up goals and when I see that they're frail defensively, that's it's, it's those spaces between those lines. And it's the lack of a third midfielder in that system or somebody that's coming back and helping to provide some cover.
1: I think Gasparini dearly misses Robin Gosens because when you have Gosens and Hattabur playing a full tilt, they can complement yeah. the Ronan Freuder plus the back three. Uh, and plus, obviously, both of those gentlemen are fantastic going forward. But, you know, Hattabur just coming back now is good to see him. I don't know if that substitution was a necessity or Zapacosta was injured because Zapacosta has played fairly well this year. And Mayale has yeah. as well, too. But, you know, Mayale gets caught up going forward sometimes and, and it, it, it showed on that one goal. Uh obviously they're playing with a high line and, and they yeah. to do, but you know, having having those those stalwarts and ghosts and hottabor back there is, is a security blanket for for Gasparini. Not having them there, I think once they're once they're back, it's Gosens is gonna be a long time before he's back. But once yeah. they're back, I feel they'll play better defensively. And until then, they have to figure out a way to marriage those two tactics we talked about. Uh, because if they really want to be scooted out to contenders, they're gonna to have to continue making getting these results a week in and week out, and can they do it? That's the question.
0: Yep, yep, I agree. So, and then
1: how about Napoli, man? I mean, just it's it's a tough ask for them. We saw what happened to Roma when they didn't have their whole lineup right, and they very well easily could have been they could have rolled over, and you couldn't you wouldn't have faulted them for it, right? It's his Atalanta. It's a, it's a juggernaut. They went toe to toe. They at times they played better. It took the lead on them just after halftime you got to give them credit and and I and I I know the some people were talking about the depth of Atalanta and you got to give credit to Napoli while the, the players are maybe the ones that scream at you like oh sexy but they got the job done for the most part they didn't get the result they nearly had it you got to give them a lot of credit and 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 Spalletti's got to be given a lot of credit as well one for getting the team to play up and and go against this Atalanta team but two for changing the formation and still making a game of it you know it's very rarely that he will mirror the opposition to make it even. And he did this game and it worked brilliantly. You know, he rolled the dice. It worked. Now he knows there's some flexibility there. Um, Napoli, I think are a, a legit team. You know, this is a, yeah. this one game against a big team, but you love, you got to love what you see play with a B team basically. And nearly getting a, a point out of
0: this. It's, it's, it's a good story. You gotta be feeling good. If you're, if you're a Napoli fan on that, on, you're, yeah, you're going to be feeling good. I, uh, I will play devil's advocate a little bit. Now they're getting pushed. Okay. Uh, you know, now they're getting squeezed. They're getting into a schedule where they're playing some tougher opposition. Okay. They've, um, you know, obviously they beat Lazio four nil back on the, you know, just a week ago. Yeah. Um, that notwithstanding, you know, they lost three, two to Inter, two, two against Sassuolo three, two lost to out. Da- so, They've only conceded 12 goals this season, but eight of them have come in the last four games. Um, so there's some cracks all yeah. of a sudden. And some questions are going to have to be answered about their team, their ability to defend, especially against tougher teams. You know, uh, Milan Milan is coming up. Uh, so game. is Juve. Um, hmm. You know, in Empoli next Sunday – the way they play, they're going to ask, you know, I, I fully expect Napoli to go on and win. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to go crazy and say that's going to be an upset, but the way Empoli play, they're going to ask some questions. Exactly. So this, the, these next few weeks are really going to tell us, um, is this legit with Napoli or is this a, a bump with Spalletti, a lot of momentum at the beginning, and now that – things are getting squeezed, they don't have the credentials, you know? So yeah. that's, that, that's where we're at with that. We don't have, I mean, as, as much as we talk about Crystal that, boy. that's where I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate just a little bit yeah. because the flexibility is an important thing um, as we talked about. Okay. Uh, because they're going to have to get creative and find different ways right? Uh, with, 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 with injuries and that sort of thing. And Spalletti's willingness to adapt is in it, you know, it's an impressive thing because we have stubborn managers in this league. Okay. Mm-hmm. We really do. We do. Um, so, um, so in this case, you know, I, I, I it's kind of crazy to say because they've been so impressive, but I, I, I need to see what they do here over the next few weeks. Um, because now they've let and how they've been pushed, yeah. you know, and the results haven't been. As the Lazio game was brilliant but that aside you know it it hasn't been good I find it interesting that both
1: Milan the two teams that are top of the table minus inter have been pushed this year this season so far Milan just got through their injury crisis and they got they were pushed to see what what would they do under the situation they came out fairly well uh now mm-hmm. napoli are in a situation right now they so far after the Atalanta game very well. Still a lot to play for. Inter hasn't really had that getting pushed yet. But maybe their push was two teams coming out of, the, out, of the, out of the gates really hot, both Napoli and Atalanta. Maybe that was their push. Who knows? But you know they haven't got their injury. Maybe they stay healthy for the, for the whole season. Who knows? But it's just interesting that I found that the two teams trying to push Inter this year have found some crises already and seen how how they're t- what kind of metal that they have. Milan's yep. kind of passed it so far. We'll see if Napoli can pass theirs, but so far, you even despite the loss, I think it's a it's a positive performance overall. So, yeah, we'll see how their next stretch of games comes along here, and uh, can they keep it up
0: or do better? Yep, yep, I agree. So, huh, it's you know four of the seven sisters in action in in big games. Man, Syria, thank you. You guys are doing oh, an amazing man. job with the scheduling over the last several over the last several weeks. So. Gives us lots to talk about, but there were uh, six other games that happened this weekend. Let's jump into those, Richard. Everything began with Milan beating Salernitana by two goals to nil. Uh, Franchesi in the fifth minute, uh, followed by a goal of the week candidate with Alexis Salamakers, uh in the 18th. And uh, pretty much uh, maintenance the rest of the way for the Rosaneri. Could have scored a heck of a lot more in this game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Belich played well. Um, but largely a, a comfortable win for the Rossoneri, which is a win that moved them to the top of the table. We'll talk about that here shortly. Uh Sun and then uh Sunday morning, uh Bologna Fiorentina. If you woke up for this, you weren't disappointed. Um Yusuf Mela in the 33rd minute, uh heading one home for Fiorentina to open the scoring, but then Musa Beto responding just nine minutes later uh to make it. Uh, a goal to one. There were, I mean, for considering the two teams that were out there, there were not a lot of shots in this game, Richard. They um, were just
1: clinical with their opportunities.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, there were 14 total shots in this game, and five goals came out of there. That that might say how That's bad a the defending. Is. That's a Darby That's a yeah. derby for yeah. Could be. Could be. Uh, goal of the week, Candidate Cristiano Bergi's free kick, brilliant. 51st minute, two uh, one to Fiorentina, and then that man Dusan Vlahovic. Um, God, what were his odds for Capo I um,
1: Probably not that high, I would imagine. Not as high it, as some of the
0: people, but he's doing well. Oh man, it, to go back in time and and throw a hundred on whatever those odds were, where <laughs> oh, it now right. would be, oh my goodness. would be pretty good. But he's leading the he is leading the scoring, gets a penalty here in the sixty seventh minute, uh, putting Fiorentina ahead three one. Aaron Hickey with a decent goal there in the eighty third uh, to make it somewhat interesting. Uh, but nonetheless uh, Fiorentina winning by three goals to two Uh, Spezia and Sassuolo Sassuolo let's 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 give them a break I mean they beat they beat Milan at the San Siro they they scraped a point against Napoli two of the top teams in the table so of course there's probably going to be a letdown against Spezia Ray Manai uh, in the 35th minute getting his first Spezia goal um, and then in the 47th minute, Emmanuel Giasi making it 2-0 after some nice work from Mbala and Zola. Um, at halftime, uh, Dionisi brought on Giacomo Raspidori uh, from Mateus Henrique, and uh, Raspadori repays with a brace. Oh, his, yeah. second, his second goal, uh, a goal-of-the-week candidate, a belter there. We have a lot of goal-of-the-week candidates. We do. Uh, two to the final there. Sassuolo, 66% possession, outshot Spezia, 29, six shots on target. Uh, Probably going to look at this as two points lost. How about a team that lost three points on Sunday? Um, uh, So it is uh, Venezia, uh, three, Hellas Verona, four. uh, In the 12th minute, Pietro Ceccaroni opening the scoring for the hosts. And then it was uh, Domen... Cernigoy. Did I get that right? I nailed it. Yes. Sounds polyglot, good to me. The Polyglot approves. Domen Cernigoy. I was I was dreading the day I would have to pronounce that name, but <laughs> uh but I got it right. Uh scoring in the 19th minute, Thomas Henri in the 27th and Venezia in Dreamland, my dream pick to try to stay up, Venezia, 3-0 up at halftime, but then uh, man, whatever whatever that we're, we're, I, I we, can we have that Venezia team that that went into the dressing room after the first half, that one didn't come back out. No. An imitation version of them came back out. And Thomas Henry uh, uh, scored again, only it was on his own net in the 52nd minute. And then a – I mean, Cech had nothing – couldn't help himself. I mean, just – Take your chances, handball. Take the red. Hope your goalie <laughs> saves. Hope Romero saves it. Romero's been an amazing form because you never. So you never know. He played well this game too. So he did. He played. He's been playing well every game. I mean, Caprari yeah. getting the penalty in the 65th minute, and then just two minutes later, it's the Giovanni Simeone show. Uh, <laughs> played in by Davide Ferroni, chipping the goalkeeper, chipping Romero. Nothing he could do about that. And then in the 85th minute. Uh, Simeone striking again, a worldie from distance. So again, two more goal of the week candidates to have to, uh, purge through, uh, Sampdoria one, Lazio three, um, Sergei milinkovic Savic in the seventh minute, uh, opening the scoring Chiri Mobley in the 17th minute on an assist from Matias Zaccani that Zaccani probably didn't even know about. Um, and then another 20 minutes after that, Chiri Mobley braces, uh, after being played in by Serge Mili. Nice little turn and finish. Nice little use of his body to be a target and turn and, and score there, putting Lazio up 3-0. Consolation goal from Manolo Gabbiadini in the 89th, uh, but Lazio winning 3-0. Juventus, Genoa, um, Juventus winning by two. Oh, look, another corner that went directly in. Uh, Juan Cuadrado this time, ninth minute. Um, and then uh, Paulo Dybala in the 82nd. From Federico Bernardeschi. Bernardeschi was actually really good in this game. He was. He was. Um, you know, maybe he's finding some footing. We'll we'll see uh, with Juventus. He's been often heavily criticized uh, since arriving there from Fiorentina. <laughs> but Juventus rolled to a two nil win. Well, they managed their way to a two nil win because that's what they do. Actually, they rolled twenty seven. I mean, Genoa didn't even shoot. I know. Unreal. I
1: don't know what to say about that. Um, it's, I like, uh, we love Andrew, Andrew Shevchenko, but this is not the way we want to see them start. Uh, we'll see what happens. In, hopefully, he makes it to January.
0: <laughs> oh I think goodness. they've got to give him some kind have of to. a. Have to. Of Maybe a role he needs here. to start. Maybe he needs to play for them. <laughs> if he was out there, he would have shot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I know that. He would have gotten something off, uh, but let's see. So, all right, nil, zero two nil to Roma, nil nil Udinese, three nil loss to Milan, and now two nil loss. I mean, I think. I mean, let's see what happens here. Friday's the uh, Derby della Laterna. Um, maybe his fortunes change if he doesn't score a goal there against the Sampdoria team that just can't defend for shit. Then, yeah. Getting tight. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Thoughts on the thoughts on, thoughts on these games, Richard?
1: Yeah. Uh, first off, I saw a lot of commentary about Juventini about Maratta playing bad. He had a lot of shots on goal. It's just, you know, Sierra is making some saves on him. Uh, yeah. I thought he played, played, played fairly well. Um, Juve getting their win there. Lazio, Immobile getting two classic Immobile goals, right? One's a poaching goal, the other one's a turn and shoot. Really, really, really well done on the second one, honestly. It's a typical Immobile uh, to get those two goals there. Um, Sassuolo, Spezia, that was an entertaining game. Raspadori, definitely the difference maker for Sassuolo. I thought Berardi played well. Um, the Spezia did well early, but once they got that 2 0 lead, they kind of let the foot off the gas, and, and it was all Sassuolo after that. Uh, but the two games I really want to focus on are the two derbies, right? The Venetian derby between Venezia and, and Hellas, and then the Derby de la Apanino with uh, Bologna and Fiorentina. First with Venezia and, and, and Hellas. I mean, I was shocked to see the way Venezia came out in this game. I mean, good for them. They came out 3-0. Dom Henri kind of looked like Thierry Henry in this game. You know, setting up people, scoring goals. I guess he's going for the hat trick on the one where he scored the own goal. I don't know. But, yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah if Hellas came back, and you know you expect this in a derby this i wish all derbies were like this right where just so many goals going in and in chaos obviously the red card helped when the made that say with his hand uh but there were the title was already turning at that point and then givana simeone coming up big again two another two goals in this game was he got 12 11 or 12 in the season so um i mean great performance by Hellas verona it's I don't want to give him too much credit because this is more of an implosion than anything else. You have a three nothing lead. You should yeah. win the game. So I agreed. Venezia is more at fault than it is. Hellas coming back, but it was a fantastic game. Fantastic result for Verona. Definitely. Uh, and then, and then the other Derby Bologna, Fiorentina, though there weren't many shots, I thought the opportunities, both teams were clinical. I thought Bologna had had their opportunities to get in the game and score some goals. Um, some brilliant goals in this game. I mean, Svanberg with a goal of the week assist to Musabaro on that first goal for them, uh, and then you know it just it a, it's a it's good game and and good result for Fiorentina. This is a game Fiorentina easily could have. Yeah, it's like, hey, we're just playing Bologna. It's not one of the you know one of the seven sisters. We don't have to worry about it too much. But they they were up for it, uh, yeah. and they got their win. So it,
0: uh, two very entertaining derbies, in my opinion. Yep. Um Milan getting the win, and now they're top of the table. Uh, They beat a Salernitana. I mean, these were the kind of games that banter era and late banter era actually made you nervous if you were a Milan fan. I mean, you can only be reminded of Benevento. Yeah. um, I mean, and teams like that. I mean, um, this was uh, a little bit different. And Salamaker scoring – Junior Messias scoring twice against Genoa at midweek. And it's funny what and, competition it, does at Salamakers, right? Messias yeah.
1: comes on and comes in and scores two goals, and, and the right wing's been played well in the Champions League. All of a sudden, Salamakers got some pressure, and now he scores a goal. Got competition. It
0: works yep. out. Milan Twitter is still gonna say a right winger is needed, even with <laughs> they're a no special comment. bunch. No comment. Um uh, they're they are a unique bunch, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Um but uh added again, Capo Konneri uh like we talked about Immobile ties him too. Yep. Immobile Immobile is uh so is it it's Immobile and Vlaovic at the top joint yep. top. Yep. Simeone's got 12, I think. He's just behind them, which is unreal. Yeah, anybody anybody bet on any of that? Mm, so No. 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 <laughs> if you did, you've got a very, very impressive force. I picked
1: Cristiano Ronaldo. We see where that goes.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh man, you've you've got a you've got a gift for that, man. I tell you, I do. I do. <laughs> I, I changed my
1: pick to Immobile. So, like I said, Laziale, you better look out. He's probably been gone in January. So uh,
0: he's uh, gonna, yeah, he's gonna be injured, gonna <laughs> blow out a knee. <laughs> And then we won't have them for Italy, and you'll have everybody oh, mad at you, not just yeah. Lazio fans.
1: We'll still blame they'll still blame Cheetah for Italy's failures, watch. Well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man. Um, I I like Juventus. Uh, I mean, and then I get it, Genoa. Um, you know, Genoa is terrible right now, and and Chevchenko is still in the process of trying to find the right mix, and but this is more like it from them. I still think that Cuadrado is better served as a wingback and not a fullback, but I performances like this, I keep getting proven wrong. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like the dynamics of Kulishevsky, DiBala, Bernadeski together. If Bernadeski can keep playing like this, you know, Juve um, might have stumbled onto something here. Uh, I mean, he's been roundly and regularly <laughs> criticized by Juventini, Ever since coming over from Fiorentina, he has not lived up to, you know, yeah. you know what people thought of him. But right now, a guy that can hold down the fort until Chiesa comes back, and a guy that might still have a place in the eleven when Chiesa does return.
1: He has played a lot, a lot well, a, a lot better. And you got to give credit to Allegri for putting the kick in his ass or whatever to get him to start playing better. I mean, he's, sure. he's always had better games for the Azzurri than he had for for Juventus, but. As of late, he has been coming on, and this game, like you said, like you mentioned, he played very well. I thought you know, and the combination between him, Polashevsky, and Dabala in there were, it was a good combination. And and Dabala was certainly the, the focal point in this game, if you will, along with Marata. But you know, Bernadeski did his part. He was on both sides of the pitch. He was moving around, he was roaming around. And I, I like that role that seems Allegri trusts him enough that he allows him and Dabala to roam around. Uh, yep. that says a lot about what kind of what kind of work ethic Bernadeschi is putting in for Allegri. And so maybe because of that, the results are, are, are coming down to Allegri's favor because Bernadeschi has been playing much, much better these, these last month or so. And, and good for him because he, he's, he's had a rough road with, with Juventus and he's a butt of all our jokes, but you know, ultimately what you want to see is all these players do well in the yeah. league. And, and so good for him.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, can we call Lazio the new fun, bad team? Is it okay to call one of the seven sisters fun bad? I think they're fun bad.
1: Yeah, after the midweek for certain, right? But uh, they, yeah, for now it's going to be fun bad. I think they're going to eventually figure it out. But, you know, I think the big difference between Wednesday and today, not a big difference, but obviously the opponent helps. But Strakosha back in goal, about time, right? His exile is over, hopefully for now. Reina was horrid against Udinese, and everybody was screaming for Strakosha yeah. giving another chance. And he he played well. The goal Gabedini scored. Gabedini nearly scored a second, and Strakosha learned from his mistake on the goal and got a big save. He played well in the game. I thought so good for him. I mean, there's still going to be fun bad. I agree, but I'm glad to see Strakosha back in goal, and hopefully the defense plays better in front of him. Otherwise, it's going to be Pepper Reina all over. Samp outshot
0: them eighteen to six. Yeah, yeah, that's bizarre. So, anything else from these games? Uh, you know, Sassuolo dropping. We 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 have a funny uh, who won Calcio Twitter entry to talk about Sassuolo. We'll save <laughs> yeah. that. We'll save yeah. that one. So, yeah.
1: No, I mean, interesting performances from some of the lower teams, really pushing the other teams. But uh, yeah, I mean, Spezia they can be difficult. We we mentioned how they can be difficult at times, and and I think it caught. It was a trap game for Sassuolo, no doubt about it, and it kind of got caught, and then. I mean, Skamaka, I thought, played well, even though he didn't score a goal. Um, but, you know, Raspadori really was a difference maker. He came on and really uh, got those two goals for them and played, played very well, I thought. Um, yeah. he, kinda, he was kind of, it was him and Berardi kind of running the show once he came in. So, yeah, hopefully he keeps that form up for, for not only his sake, but for the Azzurri as well, because obviously he's been getting more and more of the
0: uh, look uh, lately for the Azzurri. And I think he'll be one for the future, certainly. All right. Moving on to tomorrow Empoli and Udinese um de- decent form from Empoli uh, Udinese only with one win in their last 5 uh but a couple of tough draws in there um yeah the 4-4 draw obviously we we know about the 0-0 draw with Genoa uh the narrow loss to uh Torino um uh their win was a a win at home against Sassuolo they did lose it so and and actually interestingly enough with Udinese They're in 14th, and they only have, like, one win since September 12th when they beat Spezia. Their only win was that 3-2 win over Sassuolo on November 7th. So somehow, I mean, they're drawing a lot of games. Uh, Ampoli, meanwhile, um, some decent form, certainly scoring and certainly causing some problems and asking some questions, as we mentioned um how do you see this one going down i think this is going to be an entertaining game i think that it's going to be you know standard of what we've been seeing and i think we're going to see multiple goals again
1: i do too i think uh Empoli can find ways to score they're like, they're like a fun bad team right they score a lot of goals and they can give up a lot of goals yeah um, i think i think the form that beto is in at the moment he's going to feast in this game i feel i feel a brace coming in for him yeah uh, I, I i think Udinese just, uh, just, uh, I guess, it's going to be like a 3-2 game for Udinese, I think. It's going to be entertaining um, where at the beginning of the season, maybe you don't think so with these two teams, but um, both teams playing well at the moment. Udinese is certainly not in this last stretch, but they've been playing better this season, so I think it'll be a, a lot of goals in this game, for sure.
0: Udinese, when they go on these, like, Winless runs, or when they, when they, when it's like it's a long stretch and there's just like, like one win in the space of two, if it, it's so quiet when they do it, yeah, you know, because when you watch them play, they're actually like they're, when you watch them play, um, under Gotti, they're actually all right, yeah, you know,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. and but, but then, and then you go and look at the results, it's like they haven't won more than this,
1: yeah, like what, what's cr- going on here, here?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting, um, Cali and Torino. Oh. Cagliari is now learning how to tie games, at least three straight draws um, and not bad competition at Sassuolo. They pulled a point. Um, they had a goalless draw with Hellas Verona. They, they drew Salernitana. That was probably that's the one they would blush over. Yeah. Um, you know, Torino is a team that starting to kind of get into some middling form. They enjoyed some wins their last couple games, a, a draw against Empoli, a loss uh, at Roma. B. Dudenese, who we talked about, you know, winning where they should, but just when they're kind of getting pushed, they they, they struggle a little bit. Um, when I look at this game, you know, I'm just waiting for this Calgary team to start winning and playing to the talent that they have. Um when these teams have gotten together uh you there, again another game where I think there's gonna be goals now last time in this fixture back in February Torino won one nil uh in Sardinia. um I think that this this is a game that's gonna open up a little bit I see multiple goals here I'm gonna go for a two two draw how how do you see it
1: I wouldn't I, w- I would not be shocked if Cagliari wins three nothing I mean they can surprise us like that but they can also lose three nothing I I don't know I mean I I think if you look on paper, Torino has a slight advantage. I mean, Khalidi has some talent that they're just not playing well at all. And Torino are playing a little bit better. I mean, you know, Belotti's out, but I mean, Sanabria he's, a, he's really good, a really good player. Pobega there. A um, bunch of pieces that should do well. I I see a draw on this one. I'm going to go 1-1 in this game. I don't know. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I feel it's going to be like a 1-1 game. Another draw.
0: I'm going to go two two. I think there's going to be goals here, uh, yep. you know, from both sides. So I think it's going to be very entertaining. So, so those are our previews of the Monday games. Enjoy them if you're able to uh, uh, pull them up and stream them at work, um, or don't work. Take the day off and watch them if you want. I wouldn't recommend it, but, <laughs> um, but uh, but nonetheless, uh, should be interesting ways to uh, close out match. Week 16. Okay, goals of the week. This will be the fun part. Uh, I'm going to let you go first.
1: Let's see. Okay, my honorable mentions are going to go to Milanovsky and Biragi. Uh, my top five, number five for me, Demarell's goal, short side. I like that goal a lot. I like the assist as well. Uh, number four, Juan Cuadrado off the corner kick in the top corner of the goal. I that I was a lovely, lovely shot there. Number three, Simeone's game winning goal that rocket from di- from distance I thought it was really well done. Um, my top two are very similar goals, meaning beautiful assists and wonderful goals. Number two, it's Svanberg to Musabaro. It was a wonderful pass by Svanberg, even better volley for Musabaro. But number one for me, Bastoni with that wonderful I mean, it's completely amazing. Uh, the bend on his pass, and then Demorel or excuse me, Dumfries with the uh, the diving header. Uh, just a beautiful goal to watch. Uh,
0: yes, it's Inter, but
1: what a goal. I, I had to applaud that goal, so that's number one for me. Okay.
0: Um, we're not that far off. Um, I, I've got Quadrado's direct corner at number five. I've got uh, Simeone's distant uh, distant goal from uh, uh, at, at number four. Uh, I actually have uh, Salamachers in at number three. Uh, his, his left-footed curler was a brilliant goal. Um, I, I'm going to give the Dumfries goal number two. Um, Again, love the pass, but uh, the free kick from Biraghi is the goal of the week for me. Um, brilliantly taken. Um, nice, uh, nice goal. free kick. Proved to be the goal that kind of helped uh, Fiorentina inch in front. Obviously, the penalty from Vlaovic is the winning goal, but, uh, you know, for, for Fiorentina to continue um, where they're at. Uh, and they're in sixth. I picked them to finish sixth. Uh, you know, I, I picked them to be the team that ruins it for one of the seven sisters. And yeah, I, I thought, you know, and right now they're, they're getting it done. I'd like to see them play better against those big teams, but you know, Biragi great free kick, uh goal of the week for me uh, again. So for me, Beraghi one, Dumfries two, Salamachas three, Simeone's second goal, fourth, and then the Quadrado uh, corner is fifth. I mean, Raspedori's second goal was excellent. Barrow on the volley, um, I, I I can't believe I'm leaving that out. I mean, that's how good these goals it, were. There was week. a lot of good goals this week. It was, yeah. So, uh, Malinowski's goal, right? yeah. So, Jekyll's team goal, Jekyll off the team goal. I mean, yep. some some great chances. So, I'm I'm leaving Barrow off. I get it. I'm just, you know, I like what I I like what I saw on the five that I picked here. So, I mean, it just you, you can't go wrong. I mean, I think all of you could pick your top pick your top five, and I'm probably not going to fight you on it. Yeah. So. Paramount Plus will have different fives than we did. so They probably will. I mean, and that's fine, too. I won't fight them on that. Yeah, that's a lot so. of good goals. It's yep. interesting
1: how the top four are starting to separate themselves. we got now a seven-point gap between four and five. Surprisingly, Juventus are in fifth now. Uh, but the top four, they're within four points of each other. It's um, it's a four-horse race at the moment, and I don't see it getting any closer uh, with the teams below. I mean, unless Juventus has on this great run. Um, we might have our top four. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to, it's so early in the season,
0: but I mean, yeah, we're, I'm not, I'm not ready to, you know, I'm not ready to, yeah. Juventus gets Chiesa back and this thing gets, you know, this thing can start to get better for them. That's true. Um, so I, it would not surprise me if this is how the top four finishes. I mean, not in this order, but these would be the top four. Right. Um, but I think Juventus, Juventus is still going to have a lot to say. This is amazing. I'm awfully worried about Roma at this point. Um, I Fiorentina. don't think I don't I, I I I can't do it yet. You know, I I gave them sixth. I I went that far with them. So I is Juve,
1: the completed. only team you think could could break up this top four?
0: I think at the moment when I look at these teams, I think they're the they're the one that would have the the best chance. Yes.
1: Yeah, I don't like Roma, Lazio, Fiorentina. Like you said, is yeah. still too young and naive. Um, Juventus, though, I. I can't see it, but they've been playing, they've been getting results, ladies. So that's what's, that's, that's what matters in this league, right? So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, uh, shocking.
0: Now, about Bologna sitting there. I mean, they're just right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Top 10, right? And Hellas, Hellas, Verona is, I mean, and Sassuolo, these are three teams we better just kind of keep an eye on in the end. I don't think they're going to have the chops to upset anybody, but all three, all three of those teams, uh, you know, Are gonna if if they if they don't end up finishing in a very high place, they're gonna make somebody else very unhappy. And there's
1: strong rumors that Jeremy Boga might be going to Atalanta either in January or or in the summer. If he goes in January, (sighs) good lord! uh, Exactly. I mean, (laughs) they're already spoiled for choices, but man, Jeremy Boga there is just gonna blow up even more. Good
0: lord, that will be uh, that will be tasty. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So let's move on real quick. Uh, Champions League. Uh Um, Let's get on with it. Uh, I just want to do one thing real quick here. Um, It begins with Tuesday, the two Milan clubs in action. Uh, Milan themselves at home to Liverpool. um, And then Inter are traveling to Real Madrid Milan must win, uh, and there must be a draw between Porto and Atletico, um, and that is at Porto. Um, I am going to say that Milan will win, but I think there's going to be a winner in that Porto Atletico game. and okay. I think it' be Port- I think it will be Porto. So Milan will finish third and end up going to the Europa League qualification. I hope I'm wrong. I hope there is a draw in that Porto Atletico game, but I don't think that Liverpool are going. I, I think that Klopp will put out. I'm, I'm anticipating Klopp's going to put out a reserve team. It means nothing. This game means nothing to him. There's no reason for Salah to play, or Jota, or or Mane. You're um, We're, we're going to see Minamino. We're probably going to see Milner. We're going to see nico Williams. We're going to see Tsimikas. Um, we're going to kind of see – a. I think we're going to see a patchwork team from Liverpool. I could be wrong. Klopp might say, hey, you know, there's something the other two teams are playing for. I need to keep this honest. But at the same time, Liverpool also earned the right to play – Klopp earned the right with the 15 points from five games to play whatever he wants. I'm yeah. anticipating a B team. Uh, coming to the San Siro, that Milan will find a way to beat. I don't think they're going to dominate them. I think they'll find a way to win, something narrow. Uh, and then I think I think Porto's going to beat Atletico on Tuesday, which means Milan are going to fall just short uh, of qualifying for the knockout rounds. I hope I'm wrong, but that's that's where I'm going on that one. What do you think?
1: Actually, I think there's a very strong possibility that we're going to see Porto and Atleti draw uh, in this one. Um, what happens if Atleti wins?
0: Uh, I'd let you go through. A even
1: even if Milan win,
0: because they have a it's a head to head. Um, I thought Milan on, had the
1: head to head at the moment. Aren't they? Are Milan third at the moment and Atleti and fourth? Or am I well, wrong? what's
0: the what's the tiebreaker for the standings? Isn't it because it's is it it's it, isn't it aggregate goals on head to head? I don't know. Um, um, Or is it goal? I think it's goal difference.
1: Because right now, right now, this, on the group standings, they have Milan in third and Atleti in fourth.
0: I'm looking this up right now.
1: <clears throat> well, while you do that, I, th- I think there's a strong possibility that that Porto Atleti could be a draw, um, and Liverpool played a their top lineup this weekend against Wolverhampton. So hopefully, you're right that you know club rests most of these guys um, to give Milan a chance. I think what I would love to see is Milan get a win, Messias get the game-winning goal, and then all the, all the haters of Messias ruin ruin the, the anger of that. But um, I think if it's a B lineup for Liverpool. <clears throat> excuse me, that Milan have a real good chance of, you know, you imagine San Siro is going to be raucous. It, it's going to be. It's Champions League. It's Liverpool who, you know, we hate from 2005. Um, it's going to be a raucous crowd, I think. And, yeah, I, I see a, a narrow win, like you said. It's not going to be saying dominating or anything, but I think it's be just going to get it. And yeah, I can see a draw. I can see Milan pulling a miracle. I want to see either pull a miracle and advance out of the group or not qualify at all for anything, because I don't want to see them in Europa League. That's my opinion. Yeah, if
0: Atleti win, it looks like at the end of the group phase, um, the following tiebreak procedures are used. One head-to-head, two goal difference, three goals scored. So head-to-head, they're even on goals, but Atletico, I don't know if they apply the away goals rule, um, because Atleti... Has two away goals against us. We have one. Oh, um, someone in the
1: chat says no away goals. Away goals aren't going to be
0: counting. I okay, there's
1: something about that.
0: But let mm. me just let me just see this. Okay, so I've got another piece here. Who All can right. qualify? Uh, group B. Um, Milan will go through if they win and the other game is drawn. So okay. Um, Atlético will go through if they win and Milan do not.
1: So they need Milan. All right.
0: I I don't know. don't know.
1: We don't know. Milan wins and let's let's just hope this this hopefully we get to yep. draw in the one game and go from there so.
0: Yeah, it's uh I I think it's yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to see what happens. I I thought it was head to head and then away goals, you know, on the head to head um but I could I I could be wrong. I I don't have any clarity reading this Champions League uh it's like i said here's what they're saying they're saying milan go through if they win and the other game is drawn atletico port um uh go through if they win or if they draw and milan do not win atletico will go through if they win and milan do not so um yeah so we'll have to look at it okay group d um inter at real madrid at the bernabao uh, to answer your question, Brian, Real Madrid are going to be plenty motivated. They're going to want to finish first in the group to avoid uh, the other group winners. Um, Inter are obviously going to have the same motivation. I think Real Madrid win. Um, I think it's going to be an entertaining game, um, but I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Madrid to win two uh, one.
1: I find it interesting. You can't always read about. Read into what the starting lineups are from the weekend. I previous into going to the Champions League with you know pivotal game uh, because you look at the if you look at the lineups that both Inter and Real Madrid put out. Real Madrid put out their top lineup for against Real Sociedad this past weekend. Inter obviously sat a couple guys. Um, so how how motivated are they going to be? I think yes, they want to win the group because it is going to be easier to not play one of the top dogs in the, in the next round. But I think this team is good enough that. They probably don't care that they don't care. It doesn't matter to them, you know, which which place first or second, as long as they're in the group, because I think they can compete against most teams in this world, especially the, the form of Benzema's in, Benzema's in, excuse me. But, yeah, of course they prefer to be first. And I, I think they're going to be some motivation there to win in the group. And I think if Inter get a lead, you know, make it one nothing in, in, in the game, you're going to start seeing all their top dogs come in the game trying to change the score. I, I I think this is setting up a well for Inter potentially to get a shock first place finish in this, in this group, but ultimately it's Real Madrid. And I think, I think a draw, I think we'll probably see a draw and, and,
0: and Inter get second place. Okay. Um, I I'm with you. So, I mean, ultimately we think Inter's going to finish second. Um, we, I'm, I'm going with Porto to qualify, but Milan beating Liverpool. Uh, so Milan will head to the Europa League. I think Porto, like I said, I'm, I'm going with Porto to beat Atletico Madrid. Um, Benzema is
1: injured heading to the game, so he's not going to be in that game.
0: That's a big... That'll make it interesting. Um, I,
1: don't, I don't know about the Vra. I haven't heard anything
0: about the Vra yet. So Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, Inter have to win to win the group. Avoid yeah. some of these other group winners. Avoid a Bayern Munich. Avoid a Liverpool. Um, you know, an Ajax... Uh, so, so we'll see. Um, Wednesday's games, Atalanta hosting Villarreal. real. Um, it's simple. Atalanta win and they will finish second in the group, uh, and go through and they can, and, 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 and a win and only a win will get them through. Um, there is a possibility that Atalanta could get knocked out of Europe altogether with a loss against via real. And if young boys beat Manchester United, um, so, uh, very interesting dynamic. <laughs> I just, I love the form that Atalanta is in right now. Um, you know, I'm looking at uh, this Villarreal side, who can certainly provide some problems, um, but overall are, you know, against what we would consider elite competition, and they've had some recent matches here. You know, they lost to... Uh, 2-0 to Manchester United, and that was at home. They lost at home to Barcelona 3-1. They lost at Sevilla uh, yesterday by a goal to nil. Uh, Looking at their lineup, Alcacer, Manu, they played. Pino played. Parejo played. They all played. Um, So there's not going to be anything different there. But I like Atalanta to win this game. Um, I, I think that they're going to get second in this group. They're going to send Villarreal to the Europa League, which Villarreal ma- is managed by Unai Emery. So Unai Emery is going to be in his comfort zone. <laughs> so how many Europa Leagues is he I mean, he won it with Sevilla a handful of times, didn't he? Um, yeah. But I go with Atalanta winning. I think they win 3-1 uh, and grab second place in this group and go through.
1: Yeah, uh, I like I like Atalanta. Win- Atalanta winning. Excuse me. Um, and I think I don't think we're gonna see an upset with young boys beating Manchester United because I believe, and I could be wrong, it'll be Ralph Raniak's first game in charge of Manchester United, and I don't see that.
0: I don't see him losing that game. He was um, in charge. He was in charge uh, today. Was
1: he, was he today? Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I missed it then. All right. So never mind. But I still think I still think that Manchester get it done there. Um, I, I think Atalanta. Obviously, both teams are very talented, but I think the motivation is there. Like you said, they want to continue making this project progress, and that progression is continually getting out of the group stages. And I I think they have the, they certainly have the firepower to do it. I think it's going to be goals in this game because we know that they're not necessarily the sharpest defensively. But um, yeah, I think Atalanta wins. I know, part of me, and I hope they don't do this, but I I can, I can part of me see Gasparini trying to do the, the defensive tactic and try to keep it low scoring. Hopefully he doesn't because uh, I think this Villarreal team is very talented offensively. We we've seen it many times, um, so hopefully it's it's all out attack and we get some goals in this and not the out to win. But we'll see.
0: Yep. Um, Juventus host Malmo. Malmo is completely out. They're fourth. Yep. They can't do any better than that. Uh, Chelsea travel to Zenit in that group. So if Juventus Juventus is already through. They are group winners if they win and Chelsea don't, right. or if they draw and Chelsea lose. Um, those are going to be Juventus's chances of winning the group and again avoiding maybe some of the big boys. I, I think they're going to finish second. I think Chelsea will go to Russia. They will beat Zenit probably somewhere in the neighborhood of one or two nil. I don't think they won't go out of their way and just try to you know to, yeah. and destroy Zenit. I think it'll be a very you know, a man, a game management type of thing. Juve, I see beating Malmo, kind of the same thing, two nil. Um, they're going to take the three points. They're going to just and they'll they'll consolidate second place, um, and uh, that'll be that. I don't see them winning this group. I think Chelsea get the result that they need to to win the to top to top group H.
1: Yeah, I, I don't see Chelsea losing. So I, you know, Juventus you probably. I imagine going to put all their, ch- they're going to play well, I think, but it, it ultimately I think it doesn't matter because Chelsea's going to not lose in this game and uh, they're going to finish second. They'll be they'll be happy that they're progressing in group stages for sure. But um, they should certainly try to get a win because you never know anything can happen in football, right? Uh, maybe the hooligans from Zenit, you know, get to get to them. I don't know who knows, but uh, <laughs> uh, hmm. it's going to be Chelsea one, UV two, you know, no matter yep. what.
0: Yep. All right, um, moving on, shall we? Europa League. Let me get out of this. This we've got Napoli and we've got uh Lazio. Mm-hmm. And second here. Lazio, I believe,
1: is already through, so there's no um no worries for them. I believe I think they got at least a four-point gap between them and Marseille, I believe. Yep.
0: Uh, let's start with Napoli. They host Leicester. Um, it, it, it win and in is really is really the calling card for them. Um, yeah. It's a very tight group right now with Leicester on eight points, Spartak on seven, Napoli themselves on seven, and then Legia, on, Le, Legia Warsaw on six. Um, Napoli takes care of business. They go through. So simple as that. Leicester away are capable of conceding goals and i get that this is a below strength napoli team but i'm gonna go with napoli winning this game um i th- i'm gonna tip them to win 2-1 all
1: right i was just reading brian's comments he's talking about the uh, uh the new glare brewing so we both we both drink it obviously and so cheers to you brian we appreciate the uh support um yeah that's uh... You know, if you Knowing what Napoli do not have at their, at their disposal at the moment, you would it's easy to say that Leicester should win this game handily, right? But we just saw what Napoli did. They put up a fight against Atalanta. Uh, and I think they'll make this interesting. I mean, I I don't know the kind of form that Leicester is in at the moment, but it's going to be a tough game. We know that. Um,
0: I... They're Next middling. Off. I think they played today. They played Aston Villa today. So um, Napoli
1: need to win to get in for sure. Well, they gotta hope the other game is a yeah. Leicester uh,
0: lost. Lester lost two one at Aston Villa. It was at Aston Villa too. So yeah, I mean they're they're away form stinks. They are capable of conceding goals away. Yeah. So, um, I I, I got Napoli winning this and and qualifying. I I, Where, I think where's the Spartak
1: game? Is Spart is it Spartak or Legia or Warsaw?
0: It's in Warsaw.
1: Okay, so. The best the best scenario here is that Napoli get at least a draw if not a win and then Legia wins. I, I think Legia can get a win in this. Yeah, <laughs> no. uh, but then I don't know about the goal differential if that matters if if Napoli lose and Legia wins does Legia make it in? I don't know.
0: Well, uh, no, if 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 Napoli draw and Legia win, Napoli's out.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Well, yeah. yeah, I don't
1: know. I'm hoping Napoli makes it out, but this is a tough this is it's a tough game. Tough group. For for Napoli, considering the players that they're missing, I think um, I hope they do it. I hope they do get it out, but we'll see. It's going to be
0: hmm. uh, must see TV for sure. That group is good. It's chaotic. And then Lazio host Galatasaray. Um, both teams have already qualified. If Lazio want to win this game and get the the buy into the round of sixteen and not have to play the extra two games in February, uh, they're going to want to win this game. Um, At Galatasaray, they they lost on an embarrassing mistake by Strakosha by one goal to nil. If if they can win this game, and I think they can by multiple goals, um, Galatasaray will present some things going the other way. I think this will be a pretty lively game. I'm going to go 3-1 for Lazio, um, and uh, they will qualify as winners of this group. You said the game is at At
1: Galatasaray or is it at uh, It's at It's at, It's at Olimpico. Okay, okay, that's that's good for, for Lazio. Um, yep. yeah, they need to win by two goals. I think I, I think it's it's no doubt about it because they want to win the group, get that bye. It's gonna be nice to have that bye, you know, especially in the winter months. Not have to play the extra game. Those extra games will go a long way, especially you know, you, you more better chance of getting injuries in the, during that time frame too. So, um, I'm gonna go with. A mm, two nothing Lazio win.
0: Hmm. Okay, um, so we both think that they'll win and they'll top the group. Yeah. Um, Roma uh, Conference League at CS. CS- they've they've qualified um, as the second place team in the group. Hmm. Um, uh, are right now, currently second behind Bodo Glimt, um, but uh, they are at. Uh, CSK Sophia, I, I you know I, I don't want to go into total details here about Roma's qualified prospects for this competition or any of this other stuff. They just need to go and put in a good ninety minutes, and Mourinho needs to start his best guys possible and go out there and play a match and try to get this thing back on track. I mean, he's forced to at this point. Yeah,
1: he needs to. They and they really, I think, I think the they need the result both for the fan base, for themselves, for him. They they need this win. And I think they need to go out there and play well. I think they can. Uh, but like you said, they need to start their best players. Right. Start and stop. That's it. Um, yep. And I think they can do it. I think they, they can. They, can they, they certainly have the talent to do it. Hopefully mentally they're there too. Um, it'll mean a lot to uh, Romanisti if, if they can get a win in this and, and move on. Um, but I, 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 got them, I got them winning 2-0 this one.
0: Okay. Got it. All right, so those are our European previews. Let's move on to the world's most popular hashtag game. Who won Calcio Twitter? Richard, take it away. Let me
1: share my screen because that'll probably help, huh? All right, starting off first uh, nomination came from Gillis fifteen, and it's from Kareem, and all he says is "Good night" with a picture of Romagnoli lying face down with the in the blankets Ugh. on it. The,
0: <laughs> the gift that oh. All right, so uh, at Saturnian 13, uh, back on the board, did you ever look at something and wonder how it got there? This car that's, like, wedged in between two trees and a wall, <laughs> a horse stuck here, uh, this car, and then uh, George- Jorginho 3rd <laughs> in the Ballon d'Or.
1: Oh, the hate from for Jorginho.
0: Ballon- that Ballon d'Or is such a joke. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It should have been Lewandowski, but... yeah.
1: The joke was that Georgina probably didn't deserve to be there. I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that too. I, Modric, he, very similar numbers to Mojers when he won his years, but, you know. Right. All um, right, moving on. All right, moving on. Uh, this comes from uh, Nick uh, from the Caltech guys nominated this one. It came from uh, at Juventino MC. and says, Juventino, are you confident about the game today? My thoughts? If I drink espresso, I shit my pants. <laughs> 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 oh, <Wesley> McKinney? <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nima nominated. Um, I think it was a comment more than. Yes. The, uh, okay. So it starts with uh, Jerry putting up. Uh, Grazie for the Panatoni. Sue. And I think that these are uh, Juventus tins. Yep. yep. Okay, and uh, I see Chesney, I see Bonucci. Is it just Chesney and Bonucci, or is there yeah. some Ronaldo in there? I don't
1: know if there's Ronaldo. I don't see. Okay, no, no.
0: Okay, and they're selling for 19.99. Um, and <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, at Ad Pau even the Juventus Pontoni valuations translated. <laughs> <were> inflated.
1: <laughs> Fino alla finanza, Juventus. <laughs> That's
0: good. All right oh okay.
1: okay let's see what's next what's next all right uh and <laughs> right. lisi nominated this one so uh dada real dada so the first tweet was uh something about um the epstein epstein case da, 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 da. and it's a picture of Gasprini who looks awful lot like epstein himself but he's oh smiling. god <laughs> oh man oh yeah.
0: painful painful yeah. painful yeah. So we already have the ad pow pow. Okay, so let's move on to the next one. Uh, he was happy to be nominated. All right, so this moves on to at Assistencial Inte.
1: Yep.
0: Okay, at Assistencial Il Milan contro Sheva, uh, contro Tiago Motta, La <laughs> Juve <laughs> contro il Pubblico Ministero, Giannato Nostalgia. Which Nostalgia means day. Milan against Sheva, Inter against Tiago Motta, U V against the public prosecutor. Nostalgia day. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> we've crazy. got a lead. We've got a leader. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Sabrina nominates something now, and that is okay. So the original tweet was Juventus, and it says, uh, "Talk about." <laughs> well, Juventus had their tweet out here trying to uh, do some sales here, and then uh, there's a picture. Of, <laughs> Banucci out
0: here. <laughs> Discover oh. the new folding chairs and let the Juventus choose all choose the color that suits you best or choose them all. And Mr. uh
1: Banucci there sitting in his folding chair. I guess the <laughs> Oh Nick. Good job, Nick. <laughs> uh,
0: well done, Nick. uh let's see. All right. I think that this was a... Yep. One we already saw. Everybody's 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 bringing attention to it. It's kind of nice. Okay. At Milano. Because uh, uh, Sabrina mad about the injuries. Who cursed my club again? And there's <laughs> a Lukaku. gif of Romelu Lukaku. Oh,
1: so. man. There's a of inspired, I'm sure, huh? Yep. Let's see. Okay. Moving on. BJ Mac under, or BJ underscore Mac 19 says, uh, so the original tweet was BR football says the PSG crowd welcome the Berlando or and Yashin trophy winners. And then uh, BJ Mac says, Messi took his spot on the field and Donnarumma took his spot on the bench.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. I like that. All right. It looks like uh, Giovanni is nominating Joe underscore Cappuccino. Uh Juventus Museum inaugurates a path for the blind. <laughs> and Joe <laughs> says, not sure this will help Rabiot at all. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> oh.
1: oh. maybe a new leader. My gosh. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right. So uh footy humor says uh it's a picture of uh, the, the the new owners of Newcastle United, and they say, uh we took over the wrong United. And then uh Farino says, looks like those Plus Valenza's investigations are taking its toll on Pavel Nedved. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay, what else we got? All right, we've got that Milan fan. Yep, okay, so this is the one. Sassuolo are the Robin Hood of Serie A. They steal points from the rich and give them to the poor.
1: (laughs) Helping out Spezia, poor Spezia.
0: Oh, man.
1: Oh, Okay. Um, that's, yeah, that's it. What do you think? Ooh, uh, I'm a sucker for uh, recency bias, so I like the I like the blind one with uh, Joe Cappuccino
0: with Robbie O. What do you like? That one's good. Jake's is good, and the other one that I would say is essenziale, uh, essenzialmente. Yeah, yep. we got to pick between one of those. Oh,
1: it's tough. I wonder what the chat says. What are you leaning
0: towards? Mm. Um, wow. Um, It's tough. All three of them are good. They are. Um, which one do you like?
1: <laughs> and the nostalgia one, I guess Juventus is pretty funny, though. I mean, obviously, yeah. the like, public minister. Yeah, that, that's good. That's good.
0: Let's go with that. All right. All right. So, as is, congratulations. You are the winner of Who Won Calcio Twitter for the week. Um, I don't, he may not speak English, so he may not know, but we'll congratulate him anyway. So, I'm going to go take care of that. Uh, if you right. want to announce any housekeeping or anything like that while I do this housekeeping,
1: yeah, I don't do housekeeping. My house, no, no, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, first off, uh, want to thank all those who participated in the um uh, fan reaction Can the fan cam reactions. there has been, uh, very fun, very entertaining for us. Um, so thank you for all that. And keep, keep, keep inserting the videos. We love those videos. So keep sending it to us. Uh, really sit down or just, uh, tweet me on Twitter and then we can, uh, get you on there on the YouTube there. Um, also speaking of YouTube, uh, released a video recently last week about junior messias, uh, and his impact on Milan and, um, people calling him the Messiah already after just, uh, the game winning goal. And we asked, is he really the Messiah or is this, you need to slow your roll. Uh,
0: <laughs> Spoiler alert,
1: slow your roll, slow your roll. Okay, he's a good player. Will he supplant, supplant Alexis Salamakers? We'll see, but he's a good player, but he's not the Messiah. So let's this, just this, this calm down with that. All right, he's I'm a fan of him, but he's not the Messiah.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I look, I, some people are like getting crazy. I was like, no, I mean, this is a it's it's a, it's it, it is a, a feel good story, yes, you know, and that's what it is about. About Junior Messias. And that's what, and, you know, and that's what we're, that's what was being highlighted. It wasn't like he's going to be this next all world player or any of this other yeah. stuff.
1: And it wasn't us. It was Milan, Milan Twitter saying this. I'm like, no, no, slow your roll, all right? Yeah. Slow roll. Yeah.
0: yeah. So. so that's a fantastic source. No
1: doubt. No doubt. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So happy for him. Happy for what he's been able to accomplish here. And, uh, you know, just because, uh, I mean, you know, you, you know, he, he he's kind of like one of us on the pitch, you know, yep. it's kind of the way, and that's why we cheer for it. So, um, but with that and with the, the, the winner of who won culture Twitter, uh, let's put a bow on this edition of city. sit down, Richard, uh, anything else you want to plug shamelessly?
1: uh no i mean obviously just follow us everywhere we you can follow us but uh you can if you want to tweet me send me videos for fan reactions for after any any of the, your team's games uh let me know at r underscore
0: Yep, I'm at FTC underscore twenty one. Setia um, sit down. We have our own channel on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio, Stitcher, wherever there is podcasts, there is Setia sit down. At Setia sit down on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, check us out there. Drop any comments, uh, any suggestions for uh, future podcasts. Uh, we'll be happy to address and uh, potentially even cover them. Um, here if you're catching us here on youtube if you like what you saw click on that like button subscribe helps us out big time um and uh this and also the notification bell which uh, gives you a heads up for whenever we drop just about anything on the youtube channel if it's going to be a new podcast uh if it's going to be fan reactions which as you know i will uh 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 and continue to endorse. I mean, it's, it's it's a master stroke in terms of bringing the calcho community together. Um, oh, nominations for who won calcho Twitter hashtag who won calcho Twitter uh, only on Twitter. Uh, and again, keep it tasteful, nothing offensive, um, you know. Or you, we we because we will not use it. So, um, and uh, I think that's about it. Well, we're on Facebook too. You can check that. Check us out there. So. Uh, chat a uh, couple of you know we had, we, we, we had a uh, I think everybody was busy tonight so <laughs> but thank you yeah. all for who who joined us I was uh, yeah enjoyed the uh, the chat usual cast of characters were there so thanks uh uh you know thanks for coming in and taking part um we uh, we appreciate it as always and uh, we will see you guys next week for Richard I'm Frank as always tell your paisans about us ciao.